For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. How do the Denver Broncos stack up against the Los Angeles Chargers as they prepare for this Sunday's AFC West Divisional Showdown? Can the Broncos offense bounce back? We'll dive deeper to that and much more on this morning's brand new installment. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome to another installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day. For all your written content, word, and action, you can get all that at milehighsports.com. Or for all your video content, conversation regarding the Denver Broncos, the Denver Nuggets, Colorado Avalanche, Colorado Rockies, CU Bus, whatever's going on in the world of professional sports here in Colorado, Mile High Sports YouTube page is the place to be. So do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button so you never miss out on what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports teams, including the Pickaxe and Roll podcast hosted by Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets beat reporter here. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter from Mile High Sports. And hey, Broncos country, the Broncos have a massive game here this weekend. I think every game from this point forward is considered a, mu a must win as long as they are in the playoff conversation. Obviously, an AFC West divisional showdown against the Los Angeles Chargers. The last time the Broncos played the Chargers, it was in Denver to end last season. Denver won 31 to 28 and a little bit of a thrilling game there as of late there, but the Broncos are going to be on the road in this game against the Chargers. So we're going to take a look at the tell of the tape, how the Broncos offense stacks up against the Chargers defense and why they need to bounce back this week and how the Broncos defense matches up against Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and that Chargers offense that's gone through a little bit of their own ups and downs so far this season. We'll get all that here on GMB. So let's start things off here by focusing on the Broncos offense against the Chargers defense. Now, after 13 weeks of play, you look at where Denver's at statistically, you know, some of these stats get skewed a little bit because of, you know, lack of production or lack of explosive plays. But the Broncos offense has gotten better in a lot of areas in comparison to the start of the year. Same thing for the defense. But let's take a look at how the Broncos offense stacks up right now against the Chargers defense. When we talk about net yards per game, you know, how much yards the Broncos put up offensively a game, they're averaging 299 yards a per game right now, which is ranked 23rd in the NFL. So a lot of that is really coming in the run game here for Denver. Denver's got the 13th best rushing offense right now in the league, averaging 115.8 yards per game, only 183.3 passing yards per game, which is good for 26 right now in the NFL. So while we've seen it, especially this last week against Houston, we've seen Russell Wilson take shots downfield. The Broncos offense isn't putting up a lot of numbers through the air. A lot of their success or a lot of their points have really come from a little bit of balance in the run and pass game, capitalizing in red zone opportunities. Cortland Sutton has been massive for Denver in that category this year. Nine touchdowns on a year for Court. He's having a tremendous season. But I think when we look at where Denver's at, sitting here at six and six, the Chargers, one game behind them at five and seven, this is a big game for Denver. And, and look, a road test for them to boot. The last time the Broncos played on the road in LA, they lost a Monday night football game. Unfortunately, hey, Sean Payton was in attendance in that game. He wasn't coaching, but he was in the crowd there for Monday night football. I remember watching that game you know, in the press box and seeing Payton, seeing how things culminated for Denver where they got up 10-0 early, and then unfortunately they kind of sputtered a little bit 
in that second half and lost into overtime. Obviously, the Montreal-Washington fumble on the punt return set up the game-winning field goal for uh, the Chargers, who had a kicker that literally didn't have a hamstring and you know booted it and then fell to the ground. And obviously, they won. That was just a it was a rough game for Denver and really kind of culminated what it meant for the Nathaniel Hackett experience last season. But you look at the the Chargers' defense in terms of net yards per game. This is where I feel like the Broncos' offense they can find a way to be balanced, right? Uh, you know, in the passing game and the run game, they have a chance here. The Chargers right now have the 29th ranked defense in the NFL. They're allowing teams to amass over 379.5 yards per game, and they're giving up a lot of that in the passing department. They're the 31st ranked passing defense in the NFL. They're allowing, I think, the most explosive plays right now in the NFL on a consistent basis, 265.8 passing yards per game allowed through the air. And for you know a Broncos offense, when you look at it statistically, not a lot of success airing it out this season. Not a lot of yard production here. This is an opportunity for the Broncos to come out and do that. And look, that was a case last week against the Houston Texans. The Texans had one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL in terms of yards allowed through the air. And so Denver had come out in the game. They took two deep shots downfield to Cortland Sutton. Both fell incomplete. And then they kind of got away from the run game a little bit. And I think that's where Denver's going to have to find more balance this week. No Joey Bosa in this game, but they got Khalil Mack, who's having, once again, just a terrific year for him. 15 sacks on the season. He's playing at an unbelievable level right now. Not only can he wreck against the run, but he can obviously disrupt what you want to do in the passing game. Denver's going to have to find a way to, to maybe counteract that this week against the Chargers on the road. We know Broncos country travels well on the road to L.A., so maybe there'll be a little bit of advantage there for Denver in the fan base. They traveled well to Houston as well. But I think another metric you look at here, the Chargers defense, they're allowing the 28th most yards per play right now. They're bottom ranked. They're 5.65 yards per play allowed by that defense. They're led by Brandon Staley. They're giving up 21.5 points per game. Denver's averaging around 21.9 points per game, which is good for 15th right now in the NFL, which is weird, all things considered, how stagnant Denver's offense has been during the course of the five-game win streak. Like They're finding ways in the fourth quarter to do it, they're not having a lot of success in the third quarter. That is an issue that has to get rectified for Denver. They have not scored any points in the third quarter so far this season through 13 weeks of play going into week 14. That is a mind-blowing statistic when you look at it. Um, but you know where else is Denver struggling right now? Sacks allowed. They allow quite a bit of sacks. They're 27th allowed right now in the NFL, allowing 36 sacks so far on the season. Third down, they're ranked 23rd, and they're coming off. This is really bad, too. They're coming off of an 0-for-11 third down experience against the Texans this past week. And look, the Texans, it wasn't like it was like third and long. Denver had plenty of third and short opportunities and simply couldn't get three or four yards on some of those plays. That is a little bit of a concern there. Red zone, Denver's obviously 24th right now in the NFL, bottom ranked in terms of bottom 10. 48.9% of the red zone attempts lead to points, lead to field goals or touchdowns. That's not ideal. So Denver has to figure out a way to rectify some of these situations on third down and the red zone if they want to win on the road here against the Chargers. And the Chargers on third down are actually pretty good. They're the third best defense right now in the league on third down. They're allowing teams to convert at a rate of 34.6%, and that's pretty good. Red zone, they're giving up You know, teams that are scoring on 52.6% of their attempts, which is good for 15th right now in the NFL. You look at where the Chargers are at, they've really made a lot of their hay on fumble recoveries. I mentioned, obviously, what Khalil Mack has done. There's been a lot of strip sacks, and the Chargers defense, they're finding ways to get on those footballs. They are second right now in the NFL in terms of fumble recoveries. Uh, I mean, we talk about takeaways, interceptions. They've only got six picks on the season. That's 24th in the NFL. Denver, obviously, has thrown seven interceptions. 
three of those coming in the last game. So Russell Wilson at that point before the Houston game had the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL. That's a little different after a three interception performance against the Houston Texans on Sunday. But I, I think ideally you're going to have to keep an eye on Kenneth Murray, a linebacker playing really well. Eric Kendrick's playing good. Khalil Mack obviously is an impact player for them. In the secondary, you always got to worry about Derwin James. He's a guy that can blitz off the edge. They get very dynamic with him. He plays well in the box against the run. He's a dynamic player. And obviously, Asante Samuel Jr. on the back end of that secondary corner, he's obviously one of their most talented young players that they have there. So those are some players you're going to have to watch out for when the Broncos take on the Chargers here on Sunday. It's going to be a 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. Um, and if you're in, obviously in, in L.A. or you're on the West Coast, it's going to be 1.25 p.m. kickoff for you. But these are that's how really Denver's offense kind of stacks up against the Chargers' defense. And I think Denver, the best opportunity they have in this game is to come out there and capitalize on some explosive plays. But don't come out so predictable. You know, you got to stick with the run game. You got to find a way to get the run to the outside more effectively. That hasn't been consistent enough for the Broncos with Javante Williams, Samaje Piran, and even Jaleel McLaughlin. Teams are almost expecting when Jaleel's in the game and they're playing, they're plugging the edge to make sure he can't get outside. And they're nickel players and their safeties, they're flowing there. They got good traffic pursuit toward the football. And Denver's just not able to block it effectively enough because teams know that it's coming. So you have to get away from being a little bit more one-dimensional in that sense here going forward. And I think also we're going to have to really take a look. How does Denver's defense, which has been drastically improved, but they're coming off a week where they allowed a lot of explosive plays. How do they maybe counteract what the Los Angeles Chargers can do with Keenan Allen and obviously Justin Herbert, the connection that those guys have with one another? We'll dive deep into all that action here on today's installment of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports, folks. And win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook, they will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. And they will also give you two tickets to the game. Plus, you get a three-night hotel stay. And all you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. How will the Denver Broncos defense stack up here against the Los Angeles Chargers offense led by Justin Herbert and obviously Keenan Allen? There's an interesting storyline here with this Chargers team this year. Obviously, a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore coming over from the Dallas Cowboys and bringing a little bit early on. We've seen some explosive plays. They love to air it out. But the big key and where things have gone wrong here for the Chargers injuries once again. I think there's no bigger injury to them than the loss of Mike Williams this season. Arguably, in my opinion, their best overall wide receiver, a guy who's got just such a great rapport with Justin Herbert. You throw a, a vertical fade ball to him, he's going to be an 80-20 guy. He's going to come down with it, and he's gone. That element of their passing offense is gone, and really in the draft, they went and they got Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU, and we had thought that, okay, hey, you have a healthy Mike Williams. You have Keenan Allen. Adding Johnston to the mix, the Chargers have weapons. The Chargers offense is going to be a little bit scary on paper. Well, obviously, the injury is, is a big, big blow to them. Obviously, they lost, I think, Josh Palmer, if I'm not mistaken, as well. They have Jalen Guyton. They've gotten him back from injury. But they have Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is their go-to guy. He leads the team in receiving yards right now at 1,175. 
Palmer, who's not on the roster right now, actively 377 yards receiving. And then Austin Eckler is the team's third leading receiver. So when you have such a drop-off from that, where it's Keenan Allen's 1,100 yards, the next closest guy is on IR, is not available at 377. What a drop-off in terms of production. And that's made things very difficult. And look, I feel for Justin Herbert. You look at some of the things, he's made some mistakes this year, but Justin Herbert is not the reason that this team is losing games. The supporting cast around Herbert is very interesting outside of Keenan Allen. Right now, the Chargers offense, they're one of the worst rushing offenses in the NFL right now with Austin Eckler in the mix. Who would have thought that would have been the case? They're averaging 97.7 yards on the ground right now so far this season. That's good for 25th in the NFL. They're putting up 338 yards per game, which is good for 15th. They're, you know, their offense still moves the ball. Yards per play, 14th in the NFL, 5.29 yards per play, 22.9 points per game. So they're averaging one more point than the Broncos are in this game, which definitely makes, I think, for an interesting matchup here on Sunday. But you look at it, they're airing it out. And Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen are really getting that connection going. Obviously, there's Gerald Everett, who's in the mix there. Uh, Justin Herbert averaging 240.9 passing yards per game. So the explosive play element is there. That's 10th in the NFL right now. He hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions. Six interceptions on the season so far for the Chargers, which is tied for third in terms of ball security and protecting They've lost six fumbles, which is they've been pretty good at protecting that. 11th in the NFL right now. They're, they're fifth or sixth right now in the NFL in terms of giveaways. 12 total giveaways on the season. Not a lot there. So they're not, they don't turn the ball over much, which is a little bit of a problem. I mean, we talk about Denver in the course of their five-game win streak that they previously had. The one thing they couldn't do on Sunday against the Houston Texans was force turnovers against the Texans. They got the ball out a couple times, but the ball didn't bounce their way in terms of them being able to recover it. So that is going to be a huge key here against a team like the Chargers, who necessarily doesn't turn it over as much. Sacks allowed. Justin Herbert's getting the ball out of his hands quickly. You know He's been sacked 25 times this season. That's tied for eighth in the NFL. Denver's going to have to find a way to dial up the pressure a little bit here on Justin Herbert. We look at where they are really good on offense. I mean, third down, converting 42.6% of their offensive attempts, good for 11th right now in the NFL. Denver's defense, on the contrary, you flip it and you look at what are they allowing on third down? They're the fourth best third down defense right now in the NFL, allowing teams to convert at a rate of 35.0% of their third down attempts. And one of those third down keys, one of those third down targets that Justin Herbert is absolutely going to look at is Keenan Allen. And you have to worry about Austin Eckler out of the backfield as a pass catcher. They have Joshua Kelly, another running back that can get in the mix. And then Herbert himself, if you don't account for him and the pocket breaks down, your edge collapses there, contain is broken. Justin Herbert will hurt you with his legs as well. He's the team's third leading rusher at 228 yards on the ground. He is a prolific player. And one player I'd say that hasn't lived up to the hype or you know the expectation is rookie Quentin Johnston. He's had several brutal drops this season for the Chargers, had one last week, had one against the Green Bay Packers, and they're trying to figure out what the rhythm is here. I'm not sure what's going on, but he's not thriving in the role that they had envisioned for him. Keenan Allen is the one player that really makes me a little worried about Sunday, considering Denver's coming off of a game where they allowed Nico Collins to go off for nine catches and a buck 91 and a touchdown. Could have had over 200 yards receiving in that game. Denver's going to have to mitigate the explosive plays and I know some fans are going to say, well, put Patrick Sertan on Keenan Allen the entire game. In today's NFL, you can't really do that because of how offenses scheme and design and use a lot of motion and shift because you simply can't do that because, I mean, theoretically, if you wanted to put Sertan on Keenan Allen the entire game, it's going to compromise other areas of your coverage and your defensive calls. And I think that's where you find the balance of, okay, hey, 
there are some plays we're going to have to live with maybe Jaquan McMillan or Fabian Moreau covering Keenan Allen. We need to understand where number 13 is lining up. But there are going to be opportunities where you're going to see Sertan against Keenan Allen in this game here on Sunday. But it can't be for every play because of all the motion. They love to line him up outside, off the ball. They'll motion him in. They'll bring him across. He's a very good route runner. And then they'll motion him all the way across the formation, which then changes your coverage depending on formational looks. And that's what they're going to try to do is maximize some isolated one-on-one opportunities. And they're going to try to get Keenan Allen away from Patrick Sertan. But in key situations, there will be opportunities for PS2 to line up against Allen, and he's going to have to win those matchups, which I think I'm very confident. I think that's going to be a fun battle to watch between those two guys. I think Jaquan McMillan has been very impressive so far in the nickel stepping in this season. And then Fabian Moreau is looking for a little bit of a bounce-back game after having a rough game against Nico Collins and that Texans offense this past Sunday here. But Denver, I think one thing we can take a look at, still leading the NFL in takeaways right now, 22 takeaways so far on the season. 12 fumble recoveries. That's first in the NFL. They could have had a couple more last week against the Texans. It just didn't bounce their way. And then obviously 10 interceptions on the season. They're going to have to find a way to generate takeaways against a Los Angeles Chargers team that doesn't necessarily turn it over at a high rate. So when you get the opportunities or you're in the passing windows, you get a chance for a strip sack. You have to make the most of it. The ball's on the ground. You got to find a way to get on top of that. And that's where I think the Broncos can make some hay this weekend against the Chargers. I mean, aside from all that, I think Denver red zone percentage, 51%. You know, they think they're allowing teams to convert at a rate of 51.2% there. The Chargers allowing that, as we talked about, 63.9%. They're converting in the red zone. They're efficient in that regard. Denver, though, in terms of defense, they're bottom ranked, bottom 10 in a lot of these major categories. We talk about yards per game, 385.3 yards per game allowed, and uh, 235.6 of that's coming through the air in the passing game. Buck 49 coming that in the run department, though Denver was pretty solid last week in the run game against the Houston Texans. You can go back to some other games. The Browns, they allowed too many yards to the Buffalo Bills, and obviously the Chiefs got some action in on that as well. But Denver's in a position right now, and even the Minnesota Vikings had over their average against Denver in the run game. Um, this is going to be interesting because it's just, uh, what is Denver going to try to sell out for to stop this week? Is they going to go to sell out against the pass? They're going to sell out to maybe stop and limit, obviously, Austin Eckler and obviously Joshua Kelly in terms of what they were able to do on the ground. It's going to be a very interesting matchup here. But Denver, I think this they do match up well on paper in this game against the Chargers. So much, I think, is going to be contingent upon can the Broncos offense avoid making mistakes? Can the defense avoid the explosive plays that they've given up so far in this past week? thought Denver didn't get off to a great start offensively or defensively on Sunday against the Texans, but they adjusted a little bit. The Chargers, for some reason, coming off of a very weird game against the New England Patriots, they won that game 6 to nothing, and both those field goals came in the second quarter. So a scoreless first, a scoreless third, and a scoreless fourth quarter for both teams. And that Patriots defense is pretty solid, and the Broncos will see them here in a few weeks. But the Broncos, this is a must-win game for them if they want to find a way to get into the playoff conversation, if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. Sunday's game is a must win. But Broncos country, thank you so much for rocking with us here on today's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Just a reminder, check out all of our written work and content, milehighsports.com. We'll have you covered with practice recaps, stories, and more. Plus, you get all the recap here the next day on GNB weekdays, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time on Mile High Sports YouTube. I'm Cody Work. We'll see you tomorrow, Broncos country, for a brand new episode of the show. What's up guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.